0: Hello everybody, welcome. It is time. You are listening to the first episode of Sports with Phil. Um, We hope that you have had, well, we, not really we here, but I hope that you've had so far a very safe, so far good summer vacation. You know, it's been a little bit different lately. You know, we have spent the past few months in quarantine and in lockdown and you know, it's definitely been a different feeling for everybody around. I think everybody's definitely a little bit on edge. Everybody's missing a lot of things that we used to call a normal life. You know, we miss going out to eat. We miss going to a movie theater. We miss going to the mall. You know, we miss a lot of things. And, you know, we definitely took a lot of it for granted. But I can tell you right now, the one thing I miss the most, sports. I mean, I miss it. I I miss sports more than anything in the world right now. There is nothing more that I miss than sports. And we haven't had a sporting event really since March. I mean, the UFC has been a thing. It's been going on. We've had UFC 250 and everything like that. And I'm pretty sure 249 was a thing too. If that wasn't before pre-lockdown, I'm pretty sure 249 happened. 250 definitely happened. But other than that, we have had some sport which has been the UFC. But if we're talking Northern American sport, it's all we've had is the UFC. There will be Fight Island this upcoming weekend, which will be very exciting. We get to see how that'll play out. But finally, July seems to be the month. In July, we have announced finally that we have finally been told there will be NHL returning for the Stanley Cup playoffs that will start August 1st for the qualifying rounds. We will have Major League Baseball starting July 23rd. The first game will be the New York Yankees against the Washington Nationals. We still don't know yet about an NFL season. We do know that the MLS is back tournament will start July 8th. And we will get into that very soon because there is a lot of news going around with that. The NFL, like we just said before, we have no idea if it's actually going to come back. But we do know one thing is that Patrick Mahomes just got paid. And what I mean by that is that Patrick Mahomes just became the richest athlete in all of professional sports. And we're going to get into that, too, as the episode goes on. But, I mean, I just got to go into this really big thing really fast before we talk any sports and before we get into the news and everything like that coronavirus has impacted everyone's lives and it's impacted everyone in many different ways it's impacted my family's life it's impacted my life personally i see and hear people who you know have had the antibodies or have had it actually but have recovered thank god you know you got to thank god for that um and it's just it's amazing it's just it's it's insane that You know, one day it seemed we all had a normal life, and then the next day you're told that you're going online for the rest of your school year. You're told that there's going to be no sports indefinitely. You're told that you have to stay inside. You're told to wear a mask. You're told to be safe, to not actually go around any of your friends or anybody in your immediate family you have to stay very clear when it comes to who you surround yourself with it's it's a scary thing that we've had to deal with um just seeing the way that coronavirus has impacted the world and i think especially the united states you know with the amount of deaths the amount of cases everything like that seeing that sports are trying to make a comeback it's very controversial in my opinion now i don't think what a lot of people realize is that Human beings, we're a unique and rare kind of species, if you want to put it that way. So I look at the way people view sports, and we view sports and we view athletes as basically like a different species, in my opinion. We don't view them like me and you. We view them as completely different people. We view someone like Aaron Judge, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, um Patrick Mahomes, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Serena Williams. You know, these are just a few people that we identify as just not human. But when you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, these people are human, just like me. You know, they have flaws. They make mistakes. You know, they're, they're human, just like me and you. And people don't exactly, in my opinion, see that. They think about these athletes as just someone who's just completely different from me and you because they have more skill, more athletic ability than you. But these people can have the same exact problems that me and you have. And it's insane to think about that, but we don't exactly think about that in the grand scheme of things. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but this is just exactly what it is. So in the recent news, we've seen sports athletes... In the past three months, we've heard, we've seen sports... I'm sorry, I can't really speak. It's it's, almost, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, so I'm doing this. I've had nothing more to do, so I thought, why not get into this? Um, and don't mind the lisp. You know, if I have a little bit of a lisp, don't mind it. Um, but basically, sports athletes... I'm sorry, I can't even speak. <laughs> it's okay, it's no worries. Sport athletes have really, in my opinion... We're trying to actually see now how human they actually are. And we're seeing it. I really believe that we as human beings are seeing that these athletes are just like me and you. And we've seen that recently. We've seen notable NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB players getting or testing positive for the coronavirus. Um, Recently, we've had someone such as DJ LeMayhew. And Luis Sessa on the New York Yankees test positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks player uh, Cole Calhoun tested positive. Texas Rangers player Joey Gallo has tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, there's a lot more people who have definitely gotten it. Um, Miguel Sano, Wellington Castillo. You know, the list can go on and on. We've seen players like Austin Matthews for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He has gotten coronavirus. It's just, it's a very crazy thing, in my opinion. That we're seeing these athletes get coronavirus because you think these people have millions of dollars. These people probably have the best health care. These people probably have the best health and, and they stay in shape all the time. And now you're hearing about them catching this virus and it really opens your eyes of, you know, and this is a very, very scary thing, in my opinion, that we have to truly take seriously And I think that a lot of people started taking coronavirus seriously, especially me, I think really started to take coronavirus seriously once sports were shut down. Once you have no more sports, you truly are just like, what do I do? Like, I can go to video games, but it's, I got no sports. I can turn on ESPN, but they're not going to show any sports. I think I really would say I started to take it actually seriously once sports You know, we're shut down. And I think a lot of people did too. A lot of people were like, when are sports coming back? When are sports coming back? And now that it's finally coming back, I think people are getting a little bit overexcited about it. You know, I don't think it's still 100% we have exactly a normal sports season. Like, I don't think we're going to have a normal MLB season. I don't think we're going to have a normal Stanley Cup playoff slash finals. We're not going to have a normal NBA playoff slash finals. We're not going to have a normal MLS is back tournament. We're not going to have any of those. I, I really don't think we're going to have any of those personally. And I don't think a lot of people are really opening their eyes to that. A lot of people are seeing the amount of positive coronavirus tests in the MLB and they're like, are we really going to have an MLB season? I mean, the MLB schedule was released yesterday at 6 p.m. It was yesterday, it was Monday, so it was released, uh, what was that, like 12 hours ago now I would say? But other than that, we're seeing this. We're seeing that, I can't even find the correct wording to use for it because we're truly seeing something uh, extraordinary in my opinion. I think we're truly seeing something that we have never seen in our entire lives. You know, there was the 1918 flu pandemic and, you know, back then you didn't have a lot of medical supplies back then. A millions of people died from that. And millions of people are probably going to die from coronavirus. Now, it probably won't be as bad because we do ha- dec- we do have a lot of better medical supplies and medical technology to help people. But I think that coronavirus still should definitely be taken seriously. And if more viruses like this come up and sports leagues are shut down again, you know, the world is going to have to shut down again. And people are going to think, what do we do? Like, how do we live without sports in our life? How do we live Knowing that we have to wear a mask. How do we live knowing we have to socially distance? It's definitely something that we really have to open our eyes to. So I think that if we truly were to just open our eyes. Wear a mask. Keep you know. Just take the coronavirus seriously. Then sports can come back. Sports will come back in a safe and normal fashion. Without people having the coronavirus. So I'm going to go into the coronavirus for just a few more minutes and then we can talk all about the sports news that we want. Um, so I just want to talk about how coronavirus really has impacted sports return. People really think that we we took about, we took four months off from sports. We haven't not had a sports game played since March, basically. In other countries like New Zealand, they are starting sports up again with you know, fans in attendance and, you know, no social distancing and no mask. You know, good for New Zealand. Hey, if you've eradicated coronavirus, congrats to you. You know, it's amazing to think that. Um, but I think what's pretty asto- uh, like astonishing is that there will be no fans in attendance. And for the Stanley Cup playoffs, for the NBA playoffs, for the MLB season, for the MLS. There will be no fans. And it's kind of crazy hearing Tom Verducci on the MLB Network, you know, during the schedule release, was talking about what is home field advantage. There is no home field advantage. Yeah, you're technically playing, let's say the Mets are playing the Phillies at Philadelphia, or the Phillies are playing the Mets at Citi Field, but there's no fans. You're playing in an empty stadium. You're basically playing like it's in your backyard and you're trying to play out the fantasy in your head of, well, what happens today? Like... Or are we going to have a good one today? Or are we going to have a bad game today? And I think the MLB rules that are being enforced, it's going to be very, very difficult for these players, in my opinion, to follow protocol. You can't hug your teammate. You can't, you know, spit. You can't high five. Do you realize that when an MLB player gets really excited, like let's say hits a home run, what is the first thing they do? They hit the guy, they give a high five to the guy who is on deck. They go into the dugout. Hug their teammate, give high fives. Do you realize how hard that's going to be for MLB players to do that? And what happens if we had a home, uh, if someone hits a walk off home run, or a walk off? What happens then? Do these guys just give them thumbs up? Do they just clap and then say, "Yeah, good job, we won the game"? What happens when when that happens? Because that is inevitably going to happen this year. So what does the MLB do? What if a player does that, and then their teammates just get so excited, they jump up and down on them, they, they, they hug them, they high-five them, they give them a kiss, they give them a slap on the butt. What happens? Does the MLB find them? Do they give them a warning? I mean, I, it's, a really question in my, it's a real question, in my opinion, that we really have to explore. We really have to think about that. What happens if an MLB player breaks protocol? What will happen? Because, God forbid, a player breaks protocol and they tested positive for the coronavirus, you know, you're thinking about basically quarantining an entire team, in my opinion. So it's very like, what is exactly going to happen here? I'm very confused on how an MLB season is going to work. Now, MLB, in my opinion, you can do, because there is no contact in baseball. There, there really is none. You throw a ball to each other, you catch a ball, you try and hit a ball, that's really it. There is no contact in baseball unless we're starting a brawl or we're trying to throw a pitch at someone to entice a brawl. You know, there is no fighting. There is no physical contact when it comes to baseball. Football and hockey and basketball, that's different. I mean, especially in basketball, you got these guys sweating all over one another. You got these guys... Who have sweaty hands and sweaty palms and they're touching the ball back and forth, they're going back and forth on the court, you know, you have a very difficult time trying to control basketball players too. With hockey, you know, I think what people should do, and I don't know if they're going to do this, I heard that they might explore it or they were thinking about it, is hockey players wear the helmets like college hockey players do, you know, basically an f- entire face mask. Which probably, if you really think about it, that's what I really thought would happen. I thought, well, they have these face masks. They even have them in the NHL. If a player were to get struck in the face by a puck and then they decide, "Eh, I'm good. I can play still. You know, that happens to the NHL players. So, looking at it from a contact sport league, baseball could technically be the safest sport to return. It comes with a risk, a huge risk. I mean, Aaron Judge said it best today that you walk outside and you technically risk it. You risk getting the coronavirus just taking a step outside your house. So I think it's really important that all of these players just follow CDC guidelines like the rest of the United States has had to do. Like the entire rest of the world has had to do. Is just follow the guidelines. Follow the importance of wearing a mask, social distancing. Stuff like that. And these players will be fine. These players will survive. I think it's pretty obvious that that's all these players have to do. You know, I don't think it's technically a hard concept to grasp. You wear a mask, you social distance, you follow these protocols. We don't get sick. I think that's really all these players just have to do. So, I think if players were to follow protocol... And if players were to just, how do I put this? If players really are serious about a baseball season, and they really don't want to go into lockdown, and they really don't want to catch this thing, they will follow protocol. If you enforce serious rules to these players that you're not allowed to do this, or else you may catch this, I really don't think players will do it. And I mean, in an empty stadium, I mean, a, a player could, if they really want to sit in the grandstand or sit in bleachers, basically, or sit right behind home plate. I mean, that's kind of what they're going to have to do anyway. Obviously, you're going to have some players in your dugout and some players in the stands. It's going to be very difficult and it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, you're in an empty stadium for what will most likely be the entire season. I think we're really looking at an interesting thing here that we will never probably see again in our lifetime, at least, you know, knock on wood right now that we never have to see this again in our lifetime. You know, I just think that the entire season is going to be, I don't want to say it could be a dumpster fire. You know, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the MLB. I'm talking about every sports league coming back within the next few weeks. It could technically really be a, a huge dumpster fire, or it could all work out in the end, and we have a successful baseball season, a, a successful Stanley Cup playoffs, a successful NBA playoffs, and a successful MLS's back tournament. So, speaking of the MLS, I think we need to really address this with coronavirus. These players are playing in Orlando. Same thing for the NBA. They're all, the two of those teams are playing in Florida. Florida has had a very bad uptick in coronavirus cases recently. They're shattering records day by day, you know, and it's bad in Florida. I I would really, really hate to be in Florida right now. And it's kind of surprising because no one, who really says they want to, they would hate to be in Florida. No sane person, especially someone like me who's from New York would say, oh man, I would really hate to be in Florida right now. Like, everyone wants to go to Florida. Not right now, though. I would not want to go to Florida right now. That's all I'm going to say. So, I think what's really a big deal about the MLS is the reigning MLS MVP from last year, Carlos Vela, he plays for... What is he, does he play? For? I can't remember if he plays for the Galaxy or if he plays for Los Angeles FC. He plays for one of the two teams in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure it's Los Angeles FC that he plays for. Yes, actually, uh, my mistake. It is Los Angeles FC. He plays for them. So he is the reigning MVP, and he has said, I am not going to play. He said, I'm opting out. I will not play in this tournament. He cites that he values his health which is totally understandable, and you cannot blame him for that. You can give him all the hate you want. You know, I think it's total stupidity if you give him hate. But you know what? It's his, it's his decision in the end. He wants to do this, and let him be. Now, I think we also have to point out the fact that the Major League Soccer Club in this, um, FC Dallas has just said that they will just, they're not playing. Which is something that I think we could possibly see across every league. A team saying we can't play. Which is but the potential to be very, very bad. If you have a team that says we're not playing at all. It makes the league that they're playing in kind of look bad for even wanting to return in the first place. And not even that, playing in a state. That has had an uptick in coronavirus cases. So, FC Dallas just saying they're not playing at all is very big. Because this could happen to more teams that play in Florida. Not just in the MLS, but let's say in the the, uh, NBA, I'm sorry. What happens if someone like LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, let's say those three Lakers players get coronavirus. And it spreads throughout the entire Los Angeles Lakers locker room. What happens? I I, I mean, do they just say we're done? We can't play? Because honestly, if FC Dallas is doing it, why can't the Lakers do it? And I'm not going to sit here and say, I hope the Lakers do that. Or I hope that happens to an NBA team. Because obviously, no one wants to get coronavirus. You know, it's the last thing that anybody wants to get. And it's the last thing that you hope happens. You hope that everybody just stays safe, stays healthy, and everything like that. But honestly, you really have to think about what happens if, that, if a whole team were to get coronavirus. Because FC Dallas, the whole entire team didn't get coronavirus. But they've had way too many positive cases among players, coaches, staff. You know, that they just said we can't play. So they're entirely out of the tournament as a whole. And I'm not saying that FC Dallas was a huge threat to even win the MLS Cup this year, even before lockdown. But it's still a huge thing that an entire team is just not playing in it. It's a very, very big deal that commissioners around the entire sports world have to really pay attention to. Because if this truly gets out of hand, we will not have sports. I think people are truly missing that point, is if this starts to get really, really out of hand... We're not going to have sports. And I don't want to hear the people who say, well, it has this recovery rate and this mortality rate. I don't want to hear any of that. Because whether you like it or not, this is a real thing. This is a real virus. This is a real disease. This is a really, really serious matter that we all have to pay attention to and we all have to take seriously. So whether you like it or not, if this truly gets out of hand, we're not going to have sports again. We're going to have to wait until 2021 at least, maybe even the middle of 2021, to have sports again. So think about that. If I'm not even going back to school again in the fall, you know, what makes you say that these sports leagues are just not going to come back at all? You just have to look at the big, big picture here. And I think that a lot of players themselves, especially in the MLB where they had a lot of disagreements when it came to returning to play... A lot of these, and you know, I'm, I'm truly saying this, and people have to start understanding this too. A lot of these owners, like the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, you know, all these guys, like even the NFL, they're billionaires. They can afford, they, they can afford to lose money, but they don't want to lose money. They want as much money in their pockets as they can. And it does not matter what it takes. These people will get money into their pockets no matter what they can do. So it's a very, very bad thing that they are willing to put the risk of their own players' lives. And you know what? It kind of is like a bad thing to say when, when we talk about owners and players. And I'm not trying to push some 2020 agenda on you because, listen, I'm not a political activist. And I'm sure the people who are listening to this. Are not political activists. I'm not a politician. I don't, you know, I have my own opinions on stuff. But guess what? I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know more than you. But guess what? These people don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about these players. They really don't. They could they could care less about what happens to their guys. So we're talking about and, and like I was just saying, too, we want to talk about owners and players. They don't they the owners want to have the audacity to believe that they actually own these players. And I'm not trying to say like it's we're living on a plantation. But it's almost like the owners want to act like they own these guys. Like I own you. I gave you this money. I own you. Which is not a good look if we really want to look at it that way. But I'd be, in my opinion, I feel you would think, oh, I'm I'm thinking too deep on this. But honestly, am I really, though? Because MLB owners, they want all the money they can. And guess what? In the end, guess who's putting their heart, soul, mind, and body, taking putting them through a physical toll? The players. Not the owners. They get to sit in their press box. In their press box. They get to sit in their suites, they get to sit in their billion dollar homes, they get to drive nice cars, because guess what? They have billions of dollars. And I understand that some of these athletes are overpaid and everything like that, but guess what? Like I just said, they put everything through a toll. Think about that. You have to truly think about this stuff, and I don't think a lot of people really think about this stuff. They they probably just think, well, I'm going to give you this money. You play for me. And that's it. And then they go out and play. I don't think a lot of us really look at the deeper part of it of how these players train their entire lives to get to the point where they are today. A lot of these contracts that these players get, they've been working for this their entire lives. A billionaire owner buys a team or he sells a team. And a lot of these guys are just total jerks. That's the best way to put it. They're just total jerks, some of these owners. And a lot of people, and in my opinion, the only people who will side with the owners are people who have just as much money as they do. They will never agree with the good side, in my opinion. They'll always agree with the people who have just as much money as they do. And I feel like I've gone into a little bit more of the political talk and the money talk, but everything like that. But you know what? Let's really start to stick to sports now. Coronavirus is a big deal. That's all I'm going to say. You have to really take it seriously or else we're just not going to have sports back. If you love your sports, you're going to take coronavirus seriously, in my opinion. And that's all I'm going to say regarding that. So, let's get really into the real sports news. So, I got to say... When I was at work today, I was hearing about Patrick Mahomes' contract. And I saw $400 million. First thing I thought is, it's absolutely insane. I mean, $400 million for any athlete in general is a lot of money. I mean, we're talking over a quarter of a billion dollars for just one person. And we've seen it before. We've seen a lot of these players get a quarter of a billion dollars you know, just a few baseball players to name by example are people such as, you know, John Carlos Santin, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole. you know, those are just four guys I can name off the top of my head. So, when I see this Patrick Mahomes contract, I'm reading it right now again because I just I, I have to read this out loud and people are just gonna think this is insane. Mahomes will have a 10-year extension that will keep him in Kansas City. So, he's going to play the rest of this rookie salary that he got when he first was drafted into the NFL. And it expires after 2021. So, after 2021, Mahomes has a 10-year extension. It's worth a total of $503 million. He is the first athlete in professional sports... To have a contract worth half a billion dollars. And it's over that technically. I mean, yes, it's over it by 3 million. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes still has 503 million dollars down to his name. He has over half a billion dollars worth to his name. This man is going to literally be a billionaire. In a few years. Because guess what? From him being an NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year you know Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl MVP we have to really look at this and we have to think to ourselves like oh my god like this guy doesn't have to work another day in his life he doesn't have to work another day in his life he's so filthy rich now that guess what oh my god i, I i'm just i'm sp- i'm speechless right now like i'm literally sitting here speechless that Not even just an NFL player, that a player in general is going to get paid half a billion dollars. I mean, don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is a great NFL player. In my opinion, for a player, he deserves it. I I, I know my, my dad probably may not agree with me in that sense, but someone who watches football every single Sunday and has watched the Mahomes highlights since his first real full season as a starter, I can tell you that Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. I mean, if not for a blown call and if not for a terrible flag or a terrible penalty taken by D. Ford in the 2018, um, or I'm sorry, 2019, I'm sorry, 2019 AFC Championship game, we have Patrick Mahomes going back to two straight Super Bowls. We have them going to the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams, and then we have the Super Bowl this year going against the San Francisco 49ers. So we're looking at this from a stance of, okay, $503 million. How did Patrick Mahomes get here? Patrick Mahomes has taken number 10 overall. And I, and if, I'm, if I were a Bears fan right now, I think I contemplate my life because the Bears could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. They thought Mitch Trubisky was better than him. So think about that. You have a player like Patrick Mahomes on the draft board, and you decide, you know what? I'm going to take Mitch Trubisky. It's, I mean, it's a bad, bad thing now, right now to be a Bears fan. I mean, you had Khalil, you have Khalil Mack, but imagine if you had Mitch Trubisky, or I'm sorry, if you had Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, that's a um, misspoke right there. But imagine if you had Patrick Mahomes too. I mean, you could basically have the Chicago Bears representing the NFC, in my opinion, in the Super Bowl. I think if you have Patrick Mahomes on the Chicago Bears instead of the Kansas City Chiefs. And think about it too. Patrick Mahomes is one player. And he got the Kansas City Chiefs farther than Alex Smith took them. And don't get me wrong. Alex Smith, for what he is, he was a great QB. It's going to take him a long, long time to recover from, I mean, he is still in the process of recovering from a broken tibia and a broken fibula or a tibula. I, I tell you, I, I've been misspeaking my words so much. I, my sleep schedule is so messed up that being up this late is, it's really not a good thing. I, I'm so screwed for when I eventually go back to class in person and I have to wake up in the morning for class. That's, uh, it's not going to be fun. But anyways, I think I really need to just discuss this contract for Mahomes. The contract guarantee too. I mean, he has a guarantee of $477 million. I mean, he's going to be making 50 million per year. Per year, he's going to be making $50 million. Do you understand how insane that is? That just in one year time, an NFL season, and I want people to understand this too. He will be making almost a million dollars a week, basically. Think think about that. He'll be making almost a million dollars a week. There's 52 weeks in one year. If you want to count a calendar year, Patrick Mahomes is basically going to be making almost a million dollars per week. Speechless. It's all I can say. Speechless. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Me and uh, me and some of my friends were talking about it earlier. The cap hell for these guys. I mean, Jesus Christ. The cap hell is going to be insane. I mean, do you realize too that... I mean, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is as great of a quarterback as he is. He's not the only player on the Kansas City Chiefs. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Tyron Mathieu. You have um, um, Sammy Watkins. You have a a defensive line that, in my opinion, good luck. Seriously, good luck trying to sign those guys. Because everybody's going to want a payday. If you have... See, and this is another thing, too. This is what's kind of the the lose situation. This is a win-lose situation, in my opinion, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because, yes, now you have Patrick Mahomes locked up for 10 years. You have him locked up until 2031. That's the win in this situation. The lose situation is these players now see... Uh, he's got. He can throw my the the GM of this team can throw out five hundred three million dollars to one player. How much am I worth then? Because a lot of these players, they're gonna look at themselves and think, "Well, I'm a Super Bowl champion. I did this in the Super Bowl for us, or I did this in a playoff run for us. Why can't I get that payday?" And and seriously, I want people to think about that. That's what I think these players are gonna think to themselves now. Is I and you know what? Guess what? They can definitely take a pay cut. If they think that I have the best chance of winning here, and I can win plenty more championships here, then by all means, take a payday. But some players have an ego. Some players have a, well, I think I deserve this money, or I think I deserve this contract, and then they de- they they want to declare. I wouldn't even say they they're going to demand the moon. These people are going to demand the, the the Milky Way basically for a new contract. You know. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, just got the universe. These people are going to want to declare, you know, just as much. I mean, there's nothing more than the universe, but these guys are going to want more than just the moon and Mars and and everything. They're going to want more than that. These people are going to want a payday. And J.J. Watt, you see too, is that this is just going to be a widespread now across the NFL because now what you're going to see is J.J. Watt is already talking about how Deshaun Watson, he believes that Deshaun Watson is just as good as Patrick Mahomes. Now, the only problem with Deshaun Watson is that Deshaun Watson has Bill O'Brien, which is, in my opinion, his weakness. Deshaun Watson could be probably a Super Bowl champion if he didn't play for the Houston Texans under Bill O'Brien. Now, I'm not saying that he can win with the Houston Texans, he just can't win with with Bill O'Brien. I mean, he just traded away DeAndre Hopkins for pennies on the dollar basically. How do you trade away one of your your literal top wide receiver for nothing? And it's not like DeAndre Hopkins in my opinion was a problem. At least I never heard of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being a problem. But we're going to sit here and truly say that, you know what? Deshaun Watson's better off without, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. No, he's not. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. For me to believe that, but have have like what's going on there? Why would Bill O'Brien think that that's a good idea to say, you know what? I'm gonna move DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's not a good thing. And Bill O'Brien totally mismanaged that AFC divisional game with the Houston Texans against not other than the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean they had a twenty one not even they had a twenty four to nothing lead and it evaporated like Thanos snapping his fingers at the end of Infinity War. Seriously. And and, and I, I can't even be more serious about that. Look at that right now. Look at that. Look at that game. I want you to think about something. If we want to really look at it, think about this. If Kansas City were to lose that game in a blowout, like let's say the score held up and it was like 24-0. Or it ended up being extended to like 35 to nothing or 42 to nothing. Deshaun Watson, then let's just say, let's say he leads the Texans to the Super Bowl in Miami. We could be looking at a different scenario where Deshaun Watson gets $400 million. I don't think he's necessarily worth half a billion dollars, but $400 million, you you could probably make that argument if Deshaun Watson had done what Patrick Mahomes did. Now, I truly believe that Deshaun Watson will get a very, very hefty payday. I'm sure he'll be getting paid over $350 million for what it's worth. People can probably think I'm on crack for saying that, but guess what? If Patrick Mahomes can get $503 million, then someone like Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson could probably get just as much as that, if not maybe even more. And it's funny, I saw a Twitter poll after that Mahomes contract today. Someone said, will there ever be a billion dollar contract in sports? yeah you may not think it it's gonna happen maybe not happen in my lifetime and maybe not even happen in my kid's lifetime but guess what it'll happen you may not think it it'll happen eventually where a player gets paid probably a billion dollars I mean the closest baseball player we got to that is Mike Trout who's getting paid 430 million dollars and that we thought was ridiculous because the craziest thing was Bryce Harper got 13 years, $330 million, and everybody was like, well, Mike Trout's definitely worth $400 million then. And guess what? (laughs) Mike Trout wasn't just worth $400 million, he was worth $426 million. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think what we have to really look at it as is that when you give out a hefty contract like that, you're technically putting yourself in a win-lose situation because you're looking at it as the win factor, like I just said with Mahomes, is now he's locked up. They don't have to worry about him becoming a free agent. So that's a good thing. But you have to look at the lose situation and think other star players on a team like that are going to have egos. Look at a team like the 85 Bears. They were a dominant team. They are probably one of the best teams of all time, if not the greatest team of all time, next to the Miami Dolphins undefeated team. So I want really, I just want people to look at this. Think, Think about this. If Patrick Mahomes can get $503 million, what do you think Tyreek Hill is going to think to himself? What do you think Tyron uh, Mathieu is going to think? What do you, seriously, what do you think these people will believe? And that's the thing too, is a lot of players are egotistical. Someone like Antonio Brown, I mean, if that man just learned how to shut his mouth once in a while, I'm sure he could get paid a very hefty contract. No one wants any part to do with Antonio Brown anymore. I mean, the guy's a train wreck. Why anyone would want anything to do with Antonio Brown is beyond me. I mean, the guy in my he just hasn't been heard from. I haven't heard anything from Antonio Brown, and I'm pretty sure you haven't either. So let's just look at it in the sense of, you know what? This is a very, very risky situation. Because you know what you really could think about? Now, this is probably the most unlikely scenario to happen. But what if, God forbid, Patrick Mahomes comes into next season and he just sucks? Like, literally. Like, what happens if now Patrick Mahomes is just terrible? Like, he's just awful. Like, what happens? People are just going to look at that and think, well, that's why you don't give half a billion dollars to a player. To any player. See, someone like Mike Trout who's getting paid $426 million, he deserves it. So we look at the richest contracts in sports history, we look at some of the people who have gotten these huge paydays, and we think, deserve it, deserve it, that's a little over much. you know, that's a little much. Some people definitely deserve contracts. Some people deserve way more hefty contracts than they're actually getting. So I look at someone like Garrett Cole, it's a huge risk factor. And I know I'm like switching to football, to baseball, to any, to all these leagues, but we're technically on the subject right now of richest contracts. So we're looking at rich contracts in sports history right now. And I want you to look at a contract like Garrett Cole. It is right now, and it probably won't be passed for a while unless something big happens. Garrett Cole is currently making $324 million over the next nine years. It is the richest contract in New York Yankees history. It surpassed um, A-Rod for the richest contract. And people will think, well, what about John Carl Stan? That's not the Yankees deal, though. That's the Miami Marlins deal that they just traded over to the Yankees. And I'm pretty sure they're still paying most of that contract. So, And then I look at someone like Bryce Harper who people think he's the second best player behind Mike Trout. Some people think he's better than Mike Trout. First of all, you're flat out wrong. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're just flat out wrong if you think Bryce Harper's better than Mike Trout. It's not even a debate. I don't want to hear anything about it. Literally, Bryce Harper left the Washington Nationals, and then a year later, they won the World Series. And I don't want to hear, well, it was just some luck, or it was just something like that. No. Bryce Harper left, the Nationals won a World Series title, and guess what happened? The Philadelphia Phillies missed the playoffs. Bryce Harper in my opinion has a toxic attitude. I don't think Harper can win a World Series unless he matures a little bit. Unless he has some discipline. And also not to mention uh, what was his stats from this year? It wasn't like he was batting 280 or 290. I mean Bryce Harper I think was batting in like the 270s range. If I'm paying you 330 million dollars over the next 13 years, you better give me like 295 or 300 you gotta give me something like that i mean mookie betts back in 2018 was the al mvp and this guy hit over 340 talk about someone who can get 330 million dollars in the offseason this upcoming year unless he decides to not re sign with the los angeles dodgers mookie betts is going to have a very handsome payday too aaron judge i'm sure will get a handsome payday too i don't care if he gets injured a lot guess what aaron judge is probably going to get a nice payday People had to understand this. If we want to look at these huge contracts, I need people to understand one thing. Is that they have to show that they're worth it. Once they get paid, there's so much pressure riding on you. Because people are thinking to themselves, are you really worth it? And they're going to think to themselves too. What will happen if I, you know actually get to play like they want me to if I get to play like they want me to I'm going to be the best that I can be I'm going to actually succeed in doing what I love doing so someone like Stan I mean this guy had no chance to be a star in Miami because guess what Miami's a low market team it's not a high market team like the Yankees are or the Dodgers are. So when Stanton signed that handsome pay contract, that payday in Miami, the Miami Marlins just decided, all right, we gave you $325 million, and that's it. Like, I stayed silent after that because guess what? That was it. He didn't give them any really good stars. I mean, they gave them Yelich and Marcelo Zuna, who just happened to flourish after leaving Miami. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like, just what the hell? And it's kind of funny because you really look at the Miami Marlins as a franchise and you don't even think like, oh, they're a failure because guess what? These guys have two World Series names to their, to their name within the last 25 years too. They won their first World Series in seven games to the Cleveland Indians in 1997 and then they beat the New York Yankees in 2003 in six games at Yankee Stadium. So they're not a total failure of a franchise. You know, they're a laughing stock. But I think that they have the potential, and maybe a few years from now, they can maybe come up in the NL East. They're not going to be coming up this year, but you never know. I mean, it's a 60-game schedule, so who really knows? But we will see. We'll see. You know, I kind of have to get to the end of this podcast because it is almost 7 in the morning, and there is a time limit on these. The time limit for the max is 60 minutes. And I kind of rambled in the beginning about coronavirus affecting sports, but guess what? In today's society right now, on July 7th, 2020, guess what? There isn't a lot to talk about. Because guess what? Sports are finally going to return. Now, it's been a while, but hey, it's something, isn't it? We get to enjoy a baseball game on July 23rd. We get to enjoy the NBA playoffs in a few weeks. We get to enjoy the MLS starting tomorrow. We get to enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs at the beginning of August. You cannot take this for granted. So I just want to end this off really fast. Or I'll try I may I may drag it out for a few minutes. Sports are an important part of a lot of people's lives. People live and die off of sports. It doesn't matter if you ever played, but if you've watched your entire life, it's like you are obsessed with them. And I look at it from a sense of, well, you know what? They truly deserve this. When a team that you follow for so long finally wins a championship, like being a Cubs fan in 2016, being a Rangers fan in 1994. Being a Nationals fan last year and finally seeing your team win a World Series or a Stanley Cup or even the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016 winning the NBA championship, you fans deserve it. And I know that didn't make sense the way I said it, you fans, It's not technically grammatically correct. But guess what? It's almost 7 in the morning. Let me be. I've been stuck in my house for the past three months, almost four months. So my grammar... And punctuation is a little bit off. But guess what? Sports are coming back. And we're finally going to see on TV a sports game. And it's not gonna be a repeat, it's not gonna be a classic game. It's going to be a live sporting event. And we all have to just breathe it in and appreciate it. So that's the end of this first podcast of Sports with Phil. It was a trial. And I definitely probably made some errors along the way. But guess what? This is just a start. And like I said, this is just a hobby. This is not something I'll get paid for. This is not something that I, you know, this is just something that I'm trying out because I want to be a sports broadcaster. I want to do podcasts. I want to do journalism. Because my life revolves around sports. You talk to me about sports. I'll be sure to talk Herrero off about it for hours on end. So that's it for this first podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. That's the end of Sports with Phil.